what is happening, Bitcoin accumulation country. My name is Phil. This is the Fun with Bitcoin podcast. We're in season two, and this is episode 46. I hope everybody's having a great week. Uh, I definitely am. I've got a really interesting episode this week with Bitcoin for Girls. Uh, She's somebody I just recently met on Bitcoin Twitter, and I just totally love her positive vibe and her awesome attitude. And I just wanted to have her on my podcast to uh, to tell her story of uh, how she got into this and why. And uh, yeah, she's put together a little website that uh, that has uh, Bitcoin resources that she's you know tested out and used, and that she can stand behind. So, uh, anyways, we got into some pretty interesting conversation. So, without further ado, here is my discussion with Bitcoin for Girls. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for joining me on the Fun with Bitcoin podcast. I've got a, a really special guest with me tonight. I actually started talking to her on uh, Twitter. I noticed that she has a website called bitcoinforgirls.com. And I really like the uh, the graphics that she uses and the imagery. And I like the uh, the content that she's starting to build out over there. So I had to ask her to come on the podcast and join me. And I've got Mel from bitcoinforgirls.com. Mel, thank you very much for joining me on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. It's my first Bitcoin talk. So I, uh, you know, like I, I, uh, I started following you on Bitcoin and you started following me uh, on Twitter, sorry, on Bitcoin, uh, on Twitter. And um, and I noticed like, you know, your posts are always like, uh, you know, you're, you're positive. Um, but I think you're also firm on your stance that like, you know, Bitcoin is it. So you know, as as is uh, customary on the Fun with Bitcoin podcast, I, I like to get uh, you know new people to give their rabbit hole story. So, if you please, um, you know what what is it that led you into Bitcoin? Well, uh, probably about this time two years ago, my virtual assistant asked me if I had heard about this Bitcoin thing and. I said, what do, you, what do you mean? What about it? And she said, oh my God, the price is going crazy. And it hit me that I bought Bitcoin in like 2015. And I started to dig around and I actually luckily found it. And it wasn't very much. I spent like $100. And when I opened up the account, it was worth like six grand. Oh my God. Crazy. And, and, and I, I was... All I can think of is at that time, I think it was right when the Cyprus thing happened. It must have been because I because I've heard a lot about the price was like 260 bucks right then. And that was what I paid. It was like a hundred bucks worth. So it was like a third of a Bitcoin for a hundred dollars. And so that's the only reason why I can think of why I did it. But at that point, when you see that kind of increase in value in two years, well, I wanted to understand why. Because it just, it, it couldn't be a fluke. I mean, and, you know, I told my dad about it. He's like, sell it, sell it, sell it, sell it. I'm like, no, <laughs> not doing it, not selling it. Thinking if it can be this much, it's a hundred bucks. That was a hundred bucks. Why would I just, you know? So that began um, my learning and just, I, you know, I have my own business. I've had my own business for 20 years and on the side, I just started to study and study and study and study. And the more I learned, the more um, the more I knew I wasn't selling that Bitcoin. 
So, so let's talk about that because you're mentioning studying. So like who were, you know, who were some of the people, I guess, that, uh, you know, that, that you were reading and that, you know, kind of uh, resonated with you? Well, definitely Andreas. I mean, he was my first, um, you know, his early videos and such are so good. And they're so, you know, they really, really give you the how, the why, the, you know, the, what the point is. So, you know, learning about all of that, you know, he was, he's very credible, seemed like a very credible source. So I was looking for that and I just watched and watched and watched and listened. And I'm pretty good. You know, like I said, I've had my own business for 20 years. I'm usually pretty good at learning who to listen to, Mm. you know, who's full of shit and who isn't, you know, who cares and who doesn't. Um, so, you know, Andreas was probably the first one that I really needed to, and then, you know, safety and the Bitcoin standard. And so all of the major, um, you know, all of those major guys were a big deal to me. And a lot of them I was introduced to because I watched Tone Base. Oh. And Tone had, you know, Murad. He had Saifedean. He's had, you know, all of those guys. Willie Wu. Willie Wu is a genius. Yes, absolutely. He's a genius. So, like, he is one of my, you know, absolute favorites. And I will listen. And and, and what I like about that, well, because, you know, I think at first when you, when you get involved you are seeing that price action every day. Yeah. And you really kind of think you've got to be in it minute to minute to minute, you know, hour to hour. And what I've learned over the past two years is that this is a marathon, you know, this is not a race. And so for me, it's looking at this, you know, in a much longer term sense and what's gonna, you know, what's the future hold. And I think that future is really bright. I mean, for me, I believe that. Oh, very so. cool. Well, let's go back to uh, let's let's go back to um, uh, to something you said. You know that you you got into this. You know through Tone Vase. Actually, even before Tone Vase. So it it's kind of too bad, right? Like just commentary. Like Andreas obviously came out with his you know Ethereum book, and and of yeah, course has has upset like that. you know many Bitcoiners and. To be honest, like he's not getting, I, I don't think he's really getting a pass on it, which is kind of good. But his, yeah. you know, his whole angle is, you know, he's he's in it for the tech. And I, I mean, okay, fine. But like, don't, you know, I, I don't think he's trying to peddle that narrative. But ETH is not money. You know, I'm like, right. I, I know they're trying to peddle that narrative. And it's kind of too bad that he's gone there. But to your point, his older material you know what I mean, is, is fantastic. And also for me, in terms of my rabbit hole journey, uh, he was one of the first people I listened to that was actually signal, you know, yeah. rather than noise. Like I, I really, one of his, one of my favorite talks of his, which I haven't been able to find on YouTube um, anymore, is um, 50 currencies that are worth less than goat shit. And oh, yeah, I, saw that I, I hope I could find it again. I don't know what happened. I don't know if he took it down or whatever it is, or maybe I just missed it. But it's a really, really great talk. It's like one of the one of the earlier ones. Um, but anyway, skipping from Andreas to uh, to Tone, right? Like mm-hmm. Tone's a bit of a controversial character because he's like, you know, he's he is a Bitcoiner, but yeah. for some reason he seems to attract incredible amount of trolling. And and you and I were discussing how like it's like, you know, there's like, you know, is is he good for the space? Is he not good for the space? And 
Well, you here's know, why I think he's good for this. Okay, here's why he was good for me. Had I not found his YouTube channel and I had not started watching it and paying attention, I wouldn't be here because he made me look at things two times, three times, four times. You know, like when he, he was the first person I heard say the words shit coins. And I went, oh, what does that mean? And so I began to listen more and more and more. And I'm like, oh my God. Well, so it was like pretty quickly, I realized what was happening. And, and that was just, you know, you had a lot of guys who are seemed to be fairly bummed out that they missed the Bitcoin train and decided to create their own. And, you know, Tone has a lot of very reputable friends and followers of people that he has on. I mean, you know, Jimmy Song, Willie Wu, um, you know, Saifedean and Murad and all of these people. And they respect him greatly. Um, he's, he's abrupt. And sometimes if he wants to be a dick, he'll be a dick, but who cares? He's got things to say. And um, it bothers me a little bit that the trolls bother him so much because he just needs to ignore him and keep doing what he's doing. Yeah. Because yeah. if we get back, well, you know, we'd all like to think that we're going to get back into a 2017 situation. And when all these new people come in, do you really want them to listen to people that believe all the shit coins and, and, and just believe everything they're fed? Or do we need people out there that have a voice and are strong and are not afraid to say what the truth is? And, you know, these Bitcoin maximalists, I mean, I get, I get it. I get all these guys. And I think, I think everyone has good intentions, including Tone. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Tone definitely, you know, he'll look at the charts, but he's not giving trading advice. He's telling people, eh, I don't know, it doesn't look good to me. And I don't know, maybe this looks good long-term. His whole thing is long-term. Bitcoin is huge and he knows it. Yeah. He's so a long-term bull. Dig into the little, you know, the nitty gritty details. And if that's what you want to do because you're a day trader or whatever it is, you know, then maybe he's not your guy. But if you want to look at him from the long-term perspective and you want somebody who's going to question things and who has people on and isn't afraid to ask the tough questions, then he's a good guy. I have to admit, I was really, really proud to see him, um, you know, kind of shit on uh, Craig Wright. Uh, there, oh there, 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 was, there, there was a video recently that was so beautiful. That and, is so great. And it was just so nice that he stood up and said that. And he's not the first one. I mean, there, there was another video with, uh, I think it's Joseph uh, Joseph Poon and... Um, he he did the uh, he he did something very similar at like a uh, it was like a lightning convention or something, and uh, anyways it was it was just spectacular. You well, know? I thought it was funny like, when that whole like invoice thing came out. Uh, I don't know if you saw that like the point three whatever. Well, I took Tone's class in Chicago. Oh okay. I've, I've met him. I've met his assistant Mike. You know. The first thing I said to Mike was, you know, Tone could do this. He could do that. He could do this, you know, from a marketing standpoint or from a, you know, expertise standpoint. And, and the one thing Mike said is he's like, 
tone is too honest. He's too good of a guy. I said, well, I'm not saying do anything dishonest. I'm, I'm saying use the skills that he has. And tone doesn't like to take money from people is the bottom line. I mean, he likes to give the advice. He wants to be the one to do it, but he's almost not comfortable taking people's money. And, you know, when uh, people get on him because he's got referral links, anybody that is giving in this space doesn't have to, you know, you're giving, you're giving. And if you're not getting paid a little bit from somewhere, well, how, when are you going to give up? Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, look, it's a very difficult balance, right? You, sure. you, you know, you want to create material that's, you know, that's helpful to people that, that provides positive value, you know, that provides value that's objective, um, you know, and, but at the same time, like people need to get paid. So yeah. it's, I mean, look, it's, it's, you know, it is a world of incentives and unfortunately everybody needs money, you know? Yeah. And so, I don't think there's anything wrong with anyone in this Bitcoin space making money as long as you believe in what you're selling. You know, if, if I'm going to put a link, a referral link on Bitcoin for girls, well, you better believe that I've tried it out. I like it. It works well. You know, I've looked at the company behind it and sure, anything can happen, but that's the way I that's what I believe. I believe it's completely okay, but you just have to believe in what you're selling. Yeah. Exactly. And you should be able to make money. And, and I know people, you know, just, Oh, well they're shilling for this and they're shilling for that. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, if you're shilling for something you do believe in and you can make a case to me that you believe this for a reason. Okay. I'll listen. Well, you know, even, I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, like even people like myself, you know, that are, you know, Bitcoin maximalists, it's like, we're, we're still, you know, we're still out there giving a positive message about Bitcoin. So technically we're, you know, we're also shilling in a way, just, yeah. you know, we're, we're just not getting paid for it. So, well, <laughs> so, I mean, but, but maybe. you get, but, but there's an indirect pay. You know, you, you get maybe, Absolutely. you know, you maybe get more followers on Twitter. Maybe, you know, somebody decides that, you know, they want to have you on their podcast and have a chat about Bitcoin. And, and that all of a sudden leads to somebody who didn't know about Bitcoin to now start learning about it. You know, right. it's it's like, I, I think that because I, I know exactly it's, it's tough. This is going to happen with this. You know, this is my first like conversation about Bitcoin that's going to be on the record. And. I actually do have a big following in my other business that has absolutely nothing to do with cryptocurrency. And when I can release this to people, they're going to go, wow. <laughs> and, you know, there, there are, believe me, there are people that know that I've had an interest in this, but to see me take it as far as I'm taking it, I've got, I feel like, okay, I've got some listeners. And if I can even turn five people onto Bitcoin, I think I've helped. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know what? I, uh, to your point, I got, uh, I, I got one person onboarded this week. You know, like for, for me, that's huge. Like it's a person that I work with that I don't even really talk to about Bitcoin so much. But, you know, it, I've only had a couple, like maybe three conversations with him. And, you know, this week, you know, he, he went, got himself cash app. And, you know, bought his first five dollars of Bitcoin, you know, and he's all he's all excited. So it's That's awesome. It is. It, it's definitely awesome. Well, I belong to a business group and I actually had a girl uh, send me a message last week 
and say, I know you're, you're a big Bitcoin fan. And all of us, and she asked my advice and all of a sudden I went, Oh my gosh. And so it gave me kind of, um, what was great about it is that it, I started to kind of understand how I needed to explain this. Because if you go right at somebody and you're like, okay, listen, you got to be really careful because you're going to get scammed. People are going to take your money. Um, you know, that's not exactly how you're going to get anybody onboarded. No. Right. <laughs> so I realized I'm like, okay, listen, you know, go to Coinbase, go to Cash App, go to one of them, get signed up, get yourself, you know, pick up a hundred bucks worth. Cause it's like, in my mind, that's a that's enough you're not going to get scammed on 100 bucks start somewhere you've got skin in the game and then i'm going to tell you about all the things you should be watching but you got to get some skin in the game and it's just like me when my hundred dollars turned into thousands of dollars now i've got skin in the game and i've got to learn this and figure this out because i want more so actually actually uh you know what (laughs) hold on a second let's uh um to go back to that, I actually wanted to say something about that uh, from when you gave, you know, your uh, your story of how you got into Bitcoin. So you saw it do the price change. And what's really important is, is that when you looked at it, you didn't sell it. You decided I need to learn more about it. And to be perfectly honest, that's the exact same thing that happened to me. Like wow. I saw the price go up and I was just like, why? That's what it is. It's like, I don't even care like that. That could have been any number. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it, it, it really could. And, and I think that that's what people don't get. You know, it's like you don't just see the number go up and then you're like, oh, my God, let's dump this. It's like you see number go up and all of a sudden it's like, why? I need to know more. Yeah. And, and, and you know, it when you start to learn more, it just makes you hold on to it. You don't want to sell. I mean, I can't. Well, I'm sure you've heard this, too. I mean, how many stories <laughs> my my stepson bought two Bitcoin at 20 bucks each and he sold them at 40 bucks each. He's proud of himself. Oh. How many people did that? hundred percent gain. If you look totally. at it, <laughs> what's wrong with that? You know, if you look at it that way, I mean, it's, yeah. it's pretty good. I got to tell you, the kid's pretty bummed out though. Of course. <laughs> I can imagine. He bummed out. Hodling you know. is not easy. It, it, it definitely isn't. I, I, I think that, um, uh, John Carvalho, a uh, Bitcoin error log, uh, said it, um, and and it really is true. It's very difficult to hold on to Bitcoin. There's like, I don't know what it is, but like it's, it is something. It has like an energy. It like it constantly wants to move, and it's it's a it's an active act of of holding it. Yeah, well, you, you of know, course, it, then I moved into the next step, which I'm <laughs> assuming we all, I'm assuming everybody's doing this at some point, where you go, oh, well, wait, I could sell some for more, and then I could buy some for less, and then I can make money that way. Well, that's trading, and trading is its own animal. So I spent, you know, part of this two years has really been a lot. I've learned how to read charts and such. Oh, cool. So, but am I a trader? No, I'm not a trader. I'm a hot, I'm a hodler. Um, I can see a dip. I can see a dip coming. I can see a rise coming. So, you know, there have been times where I've been able to sell off a little bit and then, you know, bide my time and come back in. Um, But that's it. 
and I'm really, really careful about it um, because I don't want to lose another Bitcoin. Yeah. I don't want to lose another Satoshi. I don't want to lose anything. And playing around with trading, I did. I lost, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I didn't lose everything, thankfully. And, you know, I, I kept my, my hodling stuff away and, you know, messed with a little bit here and there. But I'm going to have to say for the most part, you shouldn't be trading this unless you really know what the hell you're doing. And and not only and not only that, but like let's be honest, the I I mean I I I used to trade stocks and then I quickly learned that I sucked at it. Um, I, I'm much better at finding companies, buying them at good at reasonable prices, and then holding them for many years. If I yep. can, if I can, uh, I learned this actually from uh, reading Warren Buffett's work. But if you can't explain how a company makes money in 30 seconds, then you shouldn't be holding the stock. And for me, it's it's very important that I understand how they make profit, because. Yeah. But I'm not trying to compare Bitcoin to that. But in terms of trading, no, and, and you're making a very good comparison to shit coins because yes. <laughs> you know when it's like I'm I'm watching these people talking about this stuff and I'm like, okay, so what's going on over at the uh, Cardano offices? What's going on at the XLM offices? It's like is there an office? Can I walk in and talk to the secretary? Am I going to walk in and see a huge room of all these programmers working, you know, desperately to put out this project? And how much income has come in since your ICO? None. And and not only that, they're all central points of failure. You know, like if we're, again, you know, if we go back to Bitcoin's, you know, Bitcoin's main qualities of, you know, censorship resistance and, you know, decentralization, it's, hey, look, you know what I mean? Like, to be perfectly honest, at the end of the day, should the government choose to shut down any one of these, you know, any one of these ICOs, they they don't really have that much of a problem. So there's also that aspect of it. Sure. And I just feel bad because I feel like, you know... Oh boy, how do I say it? On Twitter, so you know, I joined Twitter and and Bitcoin for Girls on Twitter has been an experiment in trying to just be a little more uplifting, uh, just trying to have a little more fun. There's definitely so much negativity right now because I think everybody's kind of waiting for a, a shift. And, you know, that's what it's all about is just let's let's have some fun, let's talk about things. Um but man, when I see the shitcoin stuff on there and the people that still believe that this is coming for them, this makes me sad. Yeah. It's, and, and it's like, I don't want to see that happen to anybody. And I don't believe anyone deserves it. I don't, I, I believe that, was it you who said snake oil salesmen galore? And they knew what they were doing. Oh, yeah. And they knew that they were, you know, building teams of people and, you know, people got on board and they felt like they were a part of something. And then where did they go? And so they're kind of all sitting there, hold their, their, I think the anger comes from holding bags of stuff that they're never going to make any money on. And they got duped. Oh yeah. So I would be pissed too. I would be upset, but I think a lot of them are just holding on for dear, you know, they're holding on for this shift that in the shit coins, I don't believe is ever happening. I mean, I, I, part of me hopes I'm wrong, but I mean, 
just like you said, you can't, if you can't explain how something makes money in 30 seconds, it's done. And you cannot explain in any way how any of these companies are making money. And, and actually, and I, I've mentioned this one before several times, but you know, like I, I actually, the company that I, uh, that I work for, we leverage the, uh, the civics API, you know, civics is a, an altcoin. And, uh, oh, okay. anyways, it's, it's like an identity token. Okay. And, and so it, do you think the company that I work for actually had to purchase their, their shit coin to use their product? Like no. it's a, it's a, it's all it is, is a, it's an API. It's a call that goes to a database on their end. The, the user has to sign up with them and hand over their information to that company in order for them to create them an identity token. But this identity token, you can't like, you're not monetizing this. All this does is make it possible so that somebody can show up to somebody's office and get into as a visitor. You know what I mean? Like when you go to check in so as wait, a you like, mean like I could create a token with my face on it or the Bitcoin for girls logo on it. No, no. Oh no, no. It, it's much crappier than that. Um oh. Yeah, no, no, it's we're, we're talking like we're, we're talking like, you know, you hand over personal information so that when you so that let's say you go to visit a, a company, right? Let's say you're a guest at a company. OK, and they use a visitor management system that okay. le that leverages this connectivity. OK, this API to civics. So you show up. OK, you scan some barcode that, you know, civics gave you on their app. Okay, and then that makes it possible for you to be able to sign in to that visitor management system so that you can go on with your it's it's a business application. You know, Can't it's I just come in and sign the sheet that says it's I arrived at this time. And just like I do, like when I go visit my kids at school and you could do that without handing your information over to right. the civics corporation, you, you know, like it's like and, and at the end of the day, this whole convoluted explanation that I'm giving you in in no way did we purchase the civics coin to do this job? You know what I mean? Like where did, wow. you know what I mean? The company that I work for didn't have to buy civics to make this work. You know what I mean? We don't have any of their coins. So are so, you just saying that they just made a coin on top of what they do yeah. because they were like, oh, sweet, little extra cash. That's right. It's just, uh, that's all it is. It, it raised money to to create that company. And I, I can almost <laughs> guarantee you that 99% of the other coins are all the same thing. They're just a database yeah. connection. It's it's just complete garbage. Their coin that, doesn't need to be money. Right. If that. You know? I mean, it's like, did they? Uh, yeah, it's it's a very. It's shady. You know, it's, it's shady. It's a slippery slope. I mean, it's it's fraud. It is. It's not it's not like and that's the thing. It's like people say, well, you know, if you you know, there are just some things on Twitter. I don't like to hear like. If you did X, then you deserve X. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, that's not, that's not, um, this is a small, I'm noticing, you know, Twitter. And of course, I hadn't, I've been on social media for a long time. Um, but when I decided to get into crypto Twitter, um, I but knew I needed to be able to, you know, have a conversation with people. But, uh, oh, shoot, now I just lost where I was going with this. I hate it when that happens. Uh, um, oh, I know it was about shit coins. See, shit coins get me every time. I don't know. Bitcoin we'll, Twitter. Let's, let's go back to it. Yeah. Oh, Bitcoin Twitter was the whole, um, you know, if you do this, you, you know, if basically if you like shit coins, you're a shithead. 
Um, you know, you shouldn't be in this space. Well, I would like to see more education on why something is a shitcoin. I think today everybody that's on Twitter, crypto Twitter, has their opinions pretty much set in stone. There's not a lot of newbies in crypto mm. Twitter right now. Um, so I think like the whole arguing about whether or not this is real or not, it doesn't matter because everyone's got their opinion. So forget it. If you're a Bitcoin maximalist and you see XRP people, block and ignore them. Okay. Continuing to engage in this constant battle, it just makes everybody look stupid. So to make Bitcoin look stupid. So to your point, though, it's like it, it um, like I definitely don't go chasing these battles. But like the one thing that I can't stand. OK, look, I have no problem with somebody pumping their shit coin for whatever merits it has. And then somebody objectively being able to tear down the argument. OK, I have Fair no enough. problem with that. But what I don't what I don't appreciate that they do, like we don't sit there and sing the praises of Bitcoin while dumping on the shit coins. It's like, for me, it's like Bitcoin isn't better because XRP is crap. Bitcoin, right, Bitcoin right. just is, you know, yeah. like I, I don't sit there and like, it's like, we don't sit there and like mention XRP or any of these other shit coins. It's like, but they actively go and dump on Bitcoin to pump their shit coin. And that, I, I don't disagree with you about blocking them, but sometimes they have, they, they, ha like they have to eat their own crap. I'm sorry. Like at some point, at some point, they need to know why they're stupid, even if it doesn't resonate. But I do agree with you. It's a waste of time. Here's where they're going to realize they're stupid. Okay. And none of us are going to have to do it for them. And so it's like the point of continuing to get in their shit about it is it's pointless because what's going to happen is they're just going to lose their bags. Everything is going to be gone. And, and it's, it's, that is going to be the ultimate punishment, I guess. I mean, Bitcoin Twitter doesn't have to do it. They're going to learn this the hard way. And I almost, like I said, to me, I'm looking at it. It just makes me feel sorry for them. It's like when we get into another bull run i mean i guess one of two things could happen um we could we could have another complete altcoin run which i don't really see happening but it could we could we could pump a little bit or it'll be fake anyways well yeah sorry no but or we see a huge bitcoin run and then everybody has to dump what little they have left of their shit coins into bitcoin and at the end of the day, anybody right now who is holding on to a lot of, I mean, God, I saw somebody post something about holding on to XLM for their grandchildren. Why? I did. I saw it and it made me want to cry. I'm like, no. Why? Oh my and it's God. Like, it's not that hard to do the research. Like you said, 30 seconds. How are they making money? How's XLM making money? And how are they going to make money when your grandchildren are involved? But it's like, that's exactly the point though. It's like at the end of the day, right? You're, you're, you're buying, you're, you're buying tokens or coins of that are created by a corporation. Okay. So it's like, how is that even going to be money? Like, how is yeah. that How is that actually going to be a store of value? And why would you store your value in that? 
Like, is you know it, what I mean? It's yeah. when you start asking these questions, it's like, you're right. Why would I store my value in that? It can be censored. It can be stopped. It can be shut down. It, I feel like they think it's, it's like, box. like they think it's like buying Apple stock. Yeah. And holding on to it for the grandchildren. But but the company has no obligation to them once they've purchased this coin. And you know what? To be perfectly honest. So, OK, so when I first got into Bitcoin, I fell down the trap of shitcoining. And like really hard. Oh, I tried it. I'm not, I'm, I'm, you know, believe me, I'm, I'm not innocent in this. And, and I actually purchased, uh, sorry, I actually participated in an ICO. Okay. And not to give them any credibility. I don't want to even mention them. Okay. So, and I have to be honest, like, it's like, once I did this, um, you know, it's like you, you pay for it and then realize that, that you're the sucker. That it's was, a lesson. that, that it's, was, that was the feeling like paying for a class. You paid for a class and you learned and you got your money's worth. It's it's much different. It's like with a class, you can, I mean, look, with a class, depending on the class, of course, you can at least, you know, turn what you've learned into something, you know, maybe profitable or maybe into something else. Maybe that what you learned, you know, will turn into a different idea. Who knows? But when you purchase, you know, when you purchase an ICO, the only thing you're learning, you know, to your point is that you've been had. Yeah. And, and if you didn't learn that you've been had, then you didn't learn what it was to participate in the ICO. <laughs> right. And you're going to learn a little bit later when you are left with zero. And that's exactly, I mean, to be perfectly honest, uh, that's, um, it lost 98 or 99% of its value. So I, I can't, yeah, you know, like it's so like I can't things. even get rid of it. And I think like, it's like you and I, I know there's a lot of people out there, like you and I having this conversation that there are shit coiners out there that just would say, oh, you know, you're bashing this or you're bashing that because you're trying to, to, to push Bitcoin. And the answer is no. I would love to see the people that genuinely believed in these companies win, but they're not going to win people that win are going to be the i don't know how old are these guys 21 22 23 year old guys who are now living on a tropical island someplace took all of that cashed in you know cashed it in for bitcoin during the huge pump where nobody was noticing anything and they ran away now <laughs> Like, because they're only like 22 years old, well, they're going to go down and have a little plastic surgery and they'll come back and have a new identity. And they definitely had enough money to create <laughs> and, and build a new identity. And uh, they'll be back one day, but no one will know it. It's it's kind of funny. So let's let, you know, if we think about that, right? So think of the exchange that occurs. Okay. You take your fiat, you buy your Bitcoin, and then you hand valuable, scarce decentralized Bitcoin over to this person and they hand you back a shitcoin that is owned and controlled by them. It's like when you really think of that exchange, it's like, think uh, of how delighted they are. Yeah. I mean, my God, they're winning. And you actually That's thank them for it. That's the sad part at the beginning. I can't. Ah, you're so right. You know, you're like, oh my God, so excited to be here. You know, so excited to be part of this project. And like, they're laughing their asses off. Oh my God. You know, like, think now, about it. Do you it. really believe that they're laughing their asses off? Or do you believe that there are some that believed that they were really doing something? Well, they've definitely deluded themselves into thinking that I'm, I'm doing something and I'm the next so-and-so and, you know, I'm yeah. creating something incredible. Because let's go back to Ethereum for a second. 
unless I'm mistaken, I read mm-hmm. that Ethereum Classic was the number one Ethereum. Yeah, okay. that's right. That was first. That was the first one. Then they've hard forked it and it went to ETH. That's right. And now we're going into a third fork. Well, they've which been. Which would be ETH2. They've but been. But everyone's kind of ignoring uh, the first one. They, they've been trying. And and the first one at this point, I think, takes like over 3,000 confirmations or something because it's so unsafe to, oh, wow. to use. So it's it's like, um, but uh, anyways, the. Uh, well, how about just the fact that they were able to take the first one and just be like, oh, yeah, let's just dial that back. So we're going to hard fork off and then we're going to. So right there. You're not a, you're not decentralized. No, you're they're, not, they're not. you know, you just made a decision to just back up the whole thing and, and start again. Bitcoin can't do that, right? That's right. Okay. So well, I mean, don't get me wrong. Bitcoin, Bitcoin could, you know, Bitcoin could hard fork, right? Yeah. I mean, like the, that's, you know, the, there's no, there's no question there. I mean, obviously we don't want that. that. We've seen it, but it's it's not unlike unlike eth you know the the situation would be much more different you know as opposed to eth that can Im, you know impose all of these rules on the the few miners that they have so yeah you know it's it's a little bit it's it's definitely different but at the end so of the day that, eth is not money yeah. it's not no it's definitely you know? not and so. it's not yeah it's a mess <laughs> it it's is a mess and, and, and then, like, why isn't... Oh, there's so many whys. So, I, I actually, you know, since we're talking about this, I want to talk about one of the memes that kind of got me when I first got into this space and that turned me into a shitcoiner because I didn't understand anything, um, was that I saw this meme about Bitcoin being old, okay? They show you this, like, like somebody had sent, like, one of these. It's like, it looks like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with, like, Master Splinter. You know, and they show you like the turtles as babies with like Master Splinter and obviously Splinter's Bitcoin and all the turtles are shit coins. Okay. And then all of a sudden you fast forward and now Master Splinter's old and he's Bitcoin and now the turtles have all grown up and they're strong and they're teenagers and now these shit coins are ready to, you know, take the charge kind of thing. Like like sons and daughters. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And I, I swear to you, I saw that meme and before I obviously didn't understand what the hell I was looking at and I was like, oh my gosh, that makes sense. You know, like that was the first one, but now it's old, you know, and now these other coins are going to come and eventually take its place with its network effects and this and that. And it's like, you start to think all these things because you don't understand Bitcoin. So all these other stupid ideas become valid. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes, you're right. And that's it. It's like when you clear the board... <laughs> And you just put Bitcoin back up there, it all comes back together. You know, it all makes sense. And then all of the rest of it kind of flies off the board, you know, and, and it's, I'm curious. I am very curious to what will happen. You know, let's say Bitcoin goes up to 20,000 again. What happens? That will be an I- interesting thing to see. So, you know, let's discuss that. I mean, I, I think we, um, I, I don't know if we talked about this on Twitter, but I mean, I, I, I don't think it's an if, I think it's a when, but I do believe that when we eclipse 20K, because this time what's going to happen is we're not just going to stop there and pull back. It's going to be one of those, we blow right through it and people yeah. will be in absolute awe and, and it'll make like some insane new high. 
that, you know, and it'll probably start to float around there. You know what I mean? Like starting to either build or lose support depending on, but I I think that that's what we're going to see, you know? So what what happens to the shit coins then? Well, if we look at what's happening to the shit coins now, right? Like every time Bitcoin goes up, their Satoshi value against Bitcoin drops. And this is what a lot of shitcoiners don't pay attention to because they're looking at their gains in USD, right? Yeah. See, I don't look at any of it because I don't mess with any of them. But if you... So, yeah. But if you do, you're looking at it in USD most of the time. You're not smart enough to look at it in terms of Bitcoin unless you're shitcoining to gain more Bitcoin. You know, like, which there are people doing that. And if you're doing that, then you're looking at the sat counts. Yeah. And I don't have, I'm going to be honest and say, if you want to buy and sell shit coins to make more Bitcoin, well, I guess then they do have a purpose. And, and, and if you make that work, do it. And some people try to actually sell that use case. Actually, there's a, there's a group. You saw that, right? You know, the, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you did. I think I sent you the, uh, you remember I sent you the link to the, uh, you could see that group there. The, they're like a bunch of shit coiners with their shit coin manifesto. Oh, yes. And like yes. that the only the yes. only purpose Bitcoin has is to buy shitcoin. So we're not going to buy Bitcoin. You remember with the, oh my God. you know, so it's like we're not going to hold the your first. Bitcoin bags. Instead, they're going <laughs> to hold their shitcoin bags. Like, <laughs> oh, wow. What kind of cult leader got that going on? I have no I idea. I know who that guy is. <laughs> dang, he can convince people of that. Well, oh. he's got they, they've got uh, they've got a few people in there. Yeah, they do. I looked. You're right. I remember now that you say that it's on Telegram and I went, whoa, drinking that Kool-Aid. Yeah, I definitely (laughs) did not join that group. Yeah, I just I guess I don't understand like how you're going to get involved in this and you're not going to learn this. How's that happen? It's, you know what, I, it, at some point it just becomes ignorance, to be honest. Like, at, at some yeah. point you, you just don't want to believe. Like a even, money grab? I mean, it's just, that's what it is, a money grab in the hopes that, you know. But, like, but once you've lost 98%, you now have to get, I mean, people don't realize, like, once you've lost that much, you now have to make that back to break even. I know. So it's like, oh. you all you already have to have 100% upside before you can even begin to imagine gains. So well, I mean, so people don't think of the likelihood of those things. You know what I mean? Well, wouldn't you agree that probably most bit, you know, Bitcoin purists, maybe not all of them, but some of them messed with shit coins at one point or another. Sure. Which could make you much more of a maximalist. Um, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you, you know, but I don't... It's really confusing because I've never known smarter people. Like I've never, like this is one of the groups of the smartest people like I've ever just been a part of. And and there's a lot of genius level economic minds, trading minds. I mean, just uh, everything. And if if you don't have all the tools you need to learn about this here, I don't know what the hell you're doing. Oh, yeah. You know? Absolutely. Um, I mean, it's all here. I want to... uh... I want to actually, uh, you know, kind of going on this point, right? And also switching switching gears a bit. I, I want to talk about your uh, your website, 
right? Because you know, as much as as much as dumping on shit coiners and the stupid ideas is wonderful, and you know, well, it's like at, at the same time, you know, you're 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 building something bad for them. That's my thing. <laughs> I don't want to dump on them. No, I no, I know. Like a lot of them really have been scammed, and it's it's. I, I should... feel like could we put some of the anger maybe towards the people that did this? You know, let's 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 target that anger towards the creators <laughs> yes thank you instead of the followers exactly instead of the poor people that fell for it how about the people that created the scam to begin with that you were supposed to fall for that clearly everybody did so if we could like maybe focus some of that anger towards that that would be helpful that's a good point <laughs> that would be helpful yep so um, let's uh, let's talk about your uh, your website, right? Uh, let's okay. go take a look at it. It is uh, bitcoinforgirls.com. So I, I think it's totally cute. I, I love your branding with the uh, with the unicorn, and I love your colors. Um, I think it's very cool. The, uh, the 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 pink somehow goes well with the orange. Um, it does, does Bitcoin. It? it does. It does. So like, what uh, you know what I mean? Like some of us are, you know, some of us are hodlers. Some of us, you know, are hodlers and podcasters and other people make shells and other people write code. And what got you to, uh, to, you know, to make this website and, and what do you plan on doing with it? Well, so I, I wanted a place that people could go that pretty much knew nothing. I wanted to, you know, just like we were talking about when you said you converted somebody this week and they bought a hundred dollars worth. $5. I want them. Um, oh, 500. Ooh. No, no, $5. $5. And, oh, $5. Oh, God. I thought. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm taking baby steps here. <laughs> yes, money's money. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you put any of your hard earned money into Bitcoin, you have made a conversion, period. <laughs> well, when I, I think I was telling you about the girl in one of my business groups who had approached me and said, I know you love Bitcoin. Well, when I started to kind of explain it to her, it got so complex coming out of my mouth that I know I was scaring the hell out of her. So I decided, okay, I need to have a quick start guide, meaning, okay, if you want to buy Bitcoin right now and you want to get some in your pocket, here's the way you do it. And I gave them two options because these are the two options right now that I feel like are the best. And I don't mean, and that's Coinbase and Cash App. Okay, both of them are fairly easy to use. Um, and then at the end of the tutorial, basically, of, okay, here's how you get in there, that's when I kind of put in the, okay, now you've got some. Now we have to talk about the important things. Where do you put it? Where do you store it? You know, what... So that was my... So my goal is to... Is to get some skin in the game and then teach them in a very simple way what to do with it next. And then, you know, little by little, it's like, you know, I think you can probably see on here, I actually have a news feed so you can read some Bitcoin news if you'd like. Um, you know, is Bitcoin magical internet money? Well, I love it. That's magical internet money gets people to look and go, yeah, what is it? Is it magical internet money? So, you know, I want to give people a place that they don't feel intimidated and they don't feel like they don't, you know, know enough 
to do it, you know? So it's like, I just, I want to give some place that people can go and feel comfortable and happy and laugh a little bit and, you know, but understand this is still really friggin' important. So I had to lighten things up because man, darkness, darkness is, is, has been like over Bitcoin and it's, everything you hear it's like it's this evil it's like michael myers hiding in the wings like ready to get you and i'm i'm tired of that feeling you know i've been here long enough and that's not the the why that's coming out i think is again the bitterness and the anger of losing bitcoin can be fun you know bitcoin can be fun it's it like should that's, be fun. I totally agree. It totally should be fun. You know, like I, I, I think that even to a certain extent, um, sometimes the, uh, you know, I, I find that our current, the way that we educate people about, e- you know, economics and finance today kind of contributed to Bitcoin being able to be made scarier than it is because already money is boring and unhappy and just leave it to these, these experts, you know, so it's... Well, it, do you have any recollection in school, elementary school, middle school, high school? Do you have any any recollection of ever learning how to open a bank account? No. Or, oh no. Or managing and balancing a checkbook, um, or knowing that you had to pay bills one day, or so I really feel like we don't know anything about our monetary system because that's what we were taught. So unless you came in and you really had a good sense for economics or whatever, and, you know, math, and you, you started early on, most regular people have no idea what's going on with the Fed. And, and to that point also, you know, like it's, we're, we're automatically indoctrinated into this system that the government creates money. And, you know, it just so happens that, you know, the tea readers have to inflate it you know, and stuff like that. Like, it's just, it's, it's like, and, and we're just, we take it for granted. We're like, oh, that's just the way it works. And then, yeah. and then we end up sounding crazy when we explain we something that's logical. Everything's perfect. You know, like, and, and then you go and explain something like, you know, uh, predictable monetary supply and finite supply. And, and you just, you sound crazy. You yeah, know, like, dude. I kid you not. Like, I, I work with, you know, I work with engineers and, and I've been told that, you know, the problem with Bitcoin is that it's not insured by the FDIC and it's just like, do you realize that the fact that our money has to be insured is part of the problem? Okay, but do like, you realize also it's that like, let's say the Fed <laughs> decides, oh, we can't afford FDIC anymore. What are you going to do? Who guarantees that? What are you going to do? What the are president we gonna- can say, eh, sorry, no more FDIC. It's like, and that's kind of the point, though. It's like, and these people stand behind these paper walls, you know, these like these paper walls of banking that like, you know, these people are going to protect you. It's like, you know something? When these people, when you screw up, you go bankrupt. And if you're not smart, they do end up taking everything away from you. Okay. Or if you're not experienced or have somebody that can help you, they do end up taking everything away from you. But somehow banks can screw up and they get bailed. Like, you know what I mean? It's like these people that have way too many resources that can create debt out of thin air are given a handout. And yet us who are actually tied, so to speak, to this wheel 
we can't get this. It's like, it's such a, excuse my language, it's just a mind fuck. You yeah, know, like we're, we're totally fuck. being mind fucked. And, and it's like, really? Yeah. You know, and you and, know what? I had to back up. You know, I realized that we teach our kids what we learn. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, like, you know, you learn, I learned money doesn't grow on trees. I learned, you know, things like, you know, just, just that whole everything. And then you pass that on to your own children. And I think people get nervous and scared about money. Oh, yeah. You know, because this is it's, what is put out there. It's taboo, almost, you yeah. know? Well, I had to, like, do a backtrack with my kids. I had to be like, wait a minute. Remember when I said money doesn't grow on trees? That's not true. You know, um, this is not, money is not scary. Money comes when, you know, money can come from anywhere and where you need it. And, and you know, I kind of have that belief of energy and, and vibration. And, and I feel like when you constantly put yourself in that spot of, I can't because money doesn't grow on trees or I can't because of this or I can't. Yeah. I mean, it's, these are just all terrible things that kind of come back together as our monetary system. And, and like, you know, America is the great land of the happy nuclear family. But when you look at the gap of, of, you know, who's rich and who's poor, well, everybody that's poor down here at the bottom is like money doesn't grow on trees. And I feel like, so, you know, for me, learning all the things I've learned, I really had to back that up with my kids and be like, wait a minute, I was wrong about that. And, you know, let's talk about opening a bank account. Let's talk about um, balancing a checkbook. Let's talk about paying bills. Um, These are none of these things we talk about. Yeah. And it's a big and, and maybe this doesn't have anything to do with Bitcoin, but maybe it does because there's a lot of extra, there's a lot of people out there without a lot of extra money to, to do anything with, let alone five bucks worth of Bitcoin. Oh yeah. So you were, you were just talking about, uh, you know, like you, you believe in like, you know, energy and, and everything like that. And I do agree. I'm also very much a, uh, you know, like a bit of like a mystic believer. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, uh, you know, of any of that stuff. I totally believe in, you know, the, the things that we don't see. And to your point, if you believe that money doesn't grow on trees, okay, which yes, physically it does not. But if you believe that, you will absolutely act like that. Because of course, you know, we go All back, right. we go back to the axiom, you know, I think therefore I am, which is absolutely true. You know, like my father, you know, my father always taught me that you just, you know, if you work really hard, you know, you're going to get ahead. And the problem is that and and when you learn that, you think that that's how you do it. And essentially what I learned about working hard is the harder the what is it? Um, The working hard made me work harder didn't make me work smarter. And only once I began to start working smarter, did my actual ability to number one, do more actually happened. Okay. Number one. And number two, it also taught me not to tie my value, um, to my, to my job. I see a lot of people out there that tie their humanly value or whatever type of value that they have to their, you know, like to, to their jobs or to their professions. And it's like, you, you realize you're this whole other person without this crap, 
you know, and like, that's the person you should be concentrating on, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I also learned that working hard was, um, my, was how I showed my worth. You know, this is me. I work. I, I'm, I have my own business. You know, I started working when I was 15. Um, you know, I helped my mom with money and this was my purpose. This was how I saw my value. So, and what I, I got to ask you. So, sure. I mean, I'm assuming you're, you're, so your parents must've taught you to, to like work hard and, and whatnot. Like, what is it for you? Like they taught you that money didn't grow on trees. Why did you decide that that was different? Like, why did well, you decide to critically think? Whoo. <laughs> That's a tough one. Because think, um, cause think well, about that, right? Yeah, I didn't realize. I will tell you that. I am very, very lucky to have um, realized this. Um, I, I joined a group, a business group, like two years ago. And I joined it because I wanted to increase my, my business. And I wanted my business to do better. And once I had joined the group, what I realized was mentally... Um, my attitude towards money and everything else was jacked. And if your attitude towards it doesn't make sense, well, how can you go further? Well, what I suddenly started to realize was that my problems weren't with business. My problems were internal. And it was like the money doesn't grow on trees thing. And the, the stories you tell yourself about money, like my mother always said, and oh God, I hope she's not going to watch this. Um, <laughs> my mom always said money's good for what it, good for the things it buys. Okay. This hmm. is my mom saying, don't save any money. I don't save any money. Why should you? Money's only good for the things it buys. So, um, you know, money was such a stressor that I just suddenly decided because of my business group and the things that we've learned there. And there's, again, a lot of energy, a lot of vibration. It's not hocus pocus. It's giving yourself up and saying, okay, I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve and I'm going to work by that. And if I work by that, the money will come. Money is no longer the first thing I'm thinking of. Money comes when you do the work that you set out to do and and if you serve others it will come so i think Period. i think that's important when you say serve others bring value to others and, yeah. and that's something i learned too right if you bring value to very few people then most likely your your income will reflect that whereas if you bring value to more people your your income will reflect that and, and i think yes. and I, I think that that kind of does um i think that that does tie into bitcoin because um, you know, like when I, before I started the podcast and before I started to just simply help people, and I'm not talking about making money with Bitcoin because I don't, um, but I, I can say that the, the reciprocate, um, you know, the, the things I've gotten back have not come to me in monetary form, but they've come to me indirectly in a better form than that, in a, in a form of, of hookups and great people. And like, you yes. know what I mean? Like that, that to me, like that's, Hey, you know what? The, the the network is only as good as the people. So I, I've gotten to now, you know, be with good people in Bitcoin, great people in Bitcoin, and I, I've gotten to make great contacts. And it's like, to me, that's just that, who cares? You know, well, like, like, this is like you know, where I want to be. <laughs> so. 
I feel like what you put out, of course, we've yep. all heard that, what you put out is what you will get back. So let's go back to the trolls on Twitter for a minute and you know, <laughs> go back to the anger and everything that you're seeing there. When everybody is angry and bitter, what are you going to get back? You're going to get anger and bitterness back. When you are happier and you are more supportive of others and of Bitcoin itself, well, I feel like that's what's going to come back. You know, so I feel like that is one of my biggest things is to try to make people understand that that anger, all of that stuff floats into, the, you know, you get back what you give. Yeah. And if you're going to give up, if you're just going to be an asshole every second of every day, that's what you're going to get back. It's true. If everybody wants Bitcoin to come back quicker and go into a bull market, then I think we need a little more positivity and a little more encouragement and a little more fun. So I definitely I, I definitely agree with that. I, I definitely agree with all of that. Um, I, mean, I, I know do... that's not like technical analysis or oh, anything. Oh, no. Oh, no, not but, at all. You know. But that's like the social layer, you know, that's like the social part of Bitcoin that, that people don't realize. But that doesn't mean that people, um, at least on my end, the way I understand that is it doesn't mean that, that, you know, you shouldn't necessarily be toxic because Bitcoin isn't really, you know what I mean? It's the money of enemies. It's it's um, it's there's it's not kumbaya. You know what I mean? Like, 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 it's like, no, but Why can't we all hold hands around the fire. Why can't we? Because it's, Why can't we? because well, it's, it's the money of enemies. Yeah, but... <laughs> it's like, but they're not our enemies. No, right? they're not. They're, they're okay. not our enemies. I, I know what you mean. It's like, you know, yeah. we, sure. Know. We can all hold hands, but it's like at the same time, like we're not going to let somebody shit on hey. Bitcoin because they want to push you their crappy narrative of, you know, oh, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I do want to agree with you 100. But I do. I do feel like some more kumbaya and yeah. some like roasting some marshmallows by the fire might just help everybody feel a little better. But I, I do want to I do want to add one piece that that you mentioned about how you get people in about uh, you know the um, about Coinbase and Cash App. I, yeah. I I no longer recommend Conbase because Brian Armstrong is a total shit coiner. Yeah, I noticed um, you posted something, Adam, yeah. yesterday, and I went, uh-oh, what's I, happening? See, so you remember how we were having that discussion about the, you know, like, buy my bit, you know, like, it's, I I, I like Bitcoin, buy my shit coins. It, it's yes. like, that. that's what I'm talking about, that relationship, you know, it's like us sitting here always talking about Bitcoin, you know, and like saying that Bitcoin's amazing, but at the same time, when you go to my Fun With Bitcoin podcast, you know, shop, all you find are a bunch of freaking Ethereum t-shirts, and, and stuff like that, you know, or it's like you sticking a whole bunch of stuff on your website about that. So it's like, yeah. you know, I, I get it that like way back in the day, he was all about Bitcoin. He was all about Bitcoin till it couldn't serve him anymore. Apparently, right. that's the way it seems. I'm not putting those words in his mouth or anything, but, you know, by supporting shit coins in the way that he does and by doing this, like he did not build he did not continue to build on Bitcoin. So for me, it's like I'll recommend, you know, it's like I'll recommend Cash App. Um, but that's, that's yeah. That that that's as far. And of course, he hired uh, those people from Hack Team, which I know. I think at this point, he may they they may have gotten rid of some of them, or I don't know what the story is. But the reality is, is that, you know, they hired scumbags a while ago. He became a scumbag a while ago, and I just you know, it's like don't get me wrong. To your point, in the U.S. No, I mean I get it. In, in, I do. In, in the in the U.S., difficult. there's only a few platforms, right? You can legal, you know, that we can go and get Bitcoin. So. 
Conbase is one of them. Gemini is another one. You know, yes. Kraken is another one. But, you know, like, to me, like, there's only Cash App, you know? So, but yeah. Yeah, I understand. I had to throw that think... out there. I'm sorry. No, and, and I don't... <laughs> I had to. Listen, I was, of course, as I was writing up this quick start guide, I went and dug a little bit deeper into the old FDIC insurance on Coinbase. Well, you know what that is, right? You're only FDIC insured in your USD wallet. Wow. That's it. So if you have holding US dollars in a Coinbase wallet, you are FDIC insured except why the hell would you be holding your usd in a coinbase wallet yeah you'd be holding btc which they wouldn't be right they they wouldn't be responsible to help you with no they would not and so you know no uh cash app does not have fdic insurance nope but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because no one's holding their usd in a wallet that's what you that's what your central bank is for that's what everybody's already doing. So yeah, I can see you transferring some in, but you're not leaving it in there. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So the if anybody does believe that Coinbase is better because it's FDIC insured, I'm not sure that's the case. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, no, I yeah, don't. and I double checked it because I was like, really? And then, you know, cause you know, you're reading about the insurance and such and such, and um, really there isn't any. And they're going to do it, of course, if they were hacked and didn't give people their money back, well, then they're done. So, so as a Bitcoiner, right? Like what, what can, you know, it's like, what can we do to, you know, to insure ourselves, right? We can, you know, we can use, you know, we can use CoinJoin and then transfer our, our coins to, you know, to our hardware wallets. Or there's some people who prefer, you know, for whatever reason, directly from Cash App to their hardware wallet. You know, but the point is, is that that is that is the point of being your own bank. And actually, yeah. I, th- I think we saw this week. I, I feel like there was a whole bunch of uh, not your keys, not your coins. I I don't know who it was that was posting this, but there was. Uh, I, I think somebody posted some fud about Bi- uh, Bitfinex, and there was. Anyways, the well, not your keys, not your coins is is obviously one of the most. It's the most important thing yeah. out there. And it's also one of the most complex. And for the most beginner user, um, and that's why I was going to, actually, I was going to message Willie Wu and hope uh, that he would answer me. But he has said how many people are keeping Bitcoin on on exchanges now. Oh, yeah. And it's just changing. You know, it's changing things. And the reason they're doing it is pure simplicity. This is the same thing we th- we saw in 2017. I mean, listen, you know, at, at one point, I I probably, you know, I probably had close to like, you know, like six or seven K on exchanges. And yeah. I didn't even think anything of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like for me to sign up to 20 different exchanges, I, I, it, I couldn't even care. You know, yeah. like it, it was, it was like, yeah, sure. No problem. Just, you know, take it and let me buy my shit coins and they're going to pump. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that's a lot of people had that same, you know, it wasn't until we had this two year lull that you were able to kind of stop and look at things a little more, you know, when everything was pumping and crazy, well, you could just keep pumping different products out there that people wanted to make money on or, or not make money on. And 
and everybody just kind of went with it because you could see so much money. We got to give a shout out though to Trace Mayer because you know he started the uh, the January third right the proof of keys and that that kind of like I I participated in it last year um, and it, it was it it made sense right it was like I mean I had already pulled all of my I had already sold all of my bags and and had already pulled all my bitcoins off but it was when he did that like when he said talked about that I was like damn right you know and I went back and checked every single exchange that I was a member of to make sure I didn't yes. have any bitcoin on it. And, and and he's, to me, like, yeah, he's absolutely right. Let's see if they, you know, we're showing our cards, you show me yours, you know? Right. Will you give me, you know? Yeah. Do I Wait, get my funds back? let me ask you back? this. This is going to sound like a, probably a really dumb question. No, not at all. Most, but, okay, if, if, so let's say on Conbase, if I wanted to send my Bitcoin to a hard wallet, mm -hmm. cold wallet, well, don't I have my keys then? Um, yeah, on your cold oh, wallet. Okay, good. Oh yeah, you have cold like wallet. okay. Oh good. yeah, like once you send it to a hardware wallet, I mean, you should. I mean, if you don't have the hardware, if you don't have the keys to that wallet, then that is not your wallet. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So, like, if you yes. bought, let's say, a Trezor, I, I find okay. So, I personally, um, I like Trezor, but I also like Cold Card. Okay. okay, cold cold card is air gappable. I think Trezor is working on being air gappable, but I don't want to speak for them. But um, what is air gappable? Okay, so air gappable means is that you can actually have this device. Okay, doesn't have to be connected to a um, to a source in order to create a transaction. Okay, so like with a cold card, you can create something. Um, it's a partially signed Bitcoin transaction. So it's essentially a text file that you end up loading into something like an Electrum wallet on your computer. So don't get me wrong. This is definitely not for a beginner. Okay. Right, right. And this is why I like Trezor. Okay. Like it's like, I love cold card because once you get comfortable with the Trezor, I find it's like a good intro. Doesn't scare you, but it shows you the importance of what you're doing. And then after that, I moved to a cold card as well because yeah. I felt more comfortable. And I said, okay, you know what? I'm good with this. Now I can move to that. So well, like, that is exactly where I am actually at the moment. Was oh, cool. Trezor? Well, I actually started with the 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 Apple one, which I have always been an Apple products fan. But Apple this one. thing was a pain in the ass, and I gave up. The Apple, the, one? the Nano, yeah, the Apple, you know, whatever these so are. The, 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 le the Ledger Nano. The Ledger, that's it. Okay, yeah, no, that's definitely not Apple. <laughs> Don't worry. Wait, dude, no, wait, hold on. It's the, um, oh, hell, I just had it. <laughs> it was whatever, whatever, didn't Apple put out a, uh... To my knowledge, I mean, look, don't get me wrong, maybe they did, but to or my knowledge... Or does the box look like Apple or something? Oh, the box like, very well could like could look like an Apple box. I, I never, uh, somebody I know had a ledger, um, but okay, it looks like so a little USB key. first. Yeah, and it was like, a, it looks like a, uh, you know, you'd stick it in and, and looks like a... Like a USB key. Yes, thank you. Um, and it was just, I was like, oh my God, if I can't figure this out, nobody can. You know, period. And um, so then I went for the Trezor. Now I'm waiting on a cold card, which I've ordered, cool. along with the open dime thing that they've got. Yeah. So I want to test some things. I'm going to test things. And if I like them, then they go on my website. Go take a look at... Um... Uh, 
it's uh, I think it's World Crypto Network. Okay. okay. Um, they have, I'll send you the link after as well. Uh, and I'll put that in the show notes too, because anybody who's getting a cold card, you know, Max Hillebrand does amazing videos about step-by-step instructions on how to use the cold cool. card, all the different menus. Yeah, I and mean, those are the kind of references yes. that I want on my website. No problem. People to be able to go in and get the very best information in the easiest way. And, and so again, you know, my website is a core... It, it will be a correlation of those things and I will watch carefully. And if those things, you know, things change, then they come off. Yep. But, but it won't be, there won't be anything on my site that I don't personally believe in. And I, it doesn't mean I'm right, but you'll always be able to count on me in terms of if I believe it and it's there, I've used it, you know, I've tried it and it's working currently. I totally agree. And I'm the exact same way. Yeah. So, so Bitcoin Mel, um, I feel like we can just keep going on. It's like, yeah, I, th- I, I think we, I know, but, but we can't, <laughs> everyone's, everyone's just going to be like, forget this. Gonna be like, boring. No, no. You, you know what? You'd be surprised. But I, I know that, uh, you know, I mean, obviously we got to get to it, but let me ask you this, right. Uh, just to wrap up, do you have any final thoughts for the, uh, for the listeners? Any final Bitcoin thoughts? Let's just be kind to one another. As kind as we possibly can be. We'll be more civil. I I know there's going to be times where we can't. But I would love to see everybody in their minds thinking that you don't always know who's reading what you're writing. That's true. And, you know, if we want Bitcoin to grow and we want it to be grow in a positive way then i think everybody that is really into it i just feel like kindness and and service and all of these things are really really important oh and yeah go ahead i wanted to ask you uh this was something i forgot about you're gonna give we were talking about this you're gonna give bitcoin a horoscope i am okay right is that gonna go up on the site it will cool going to come up on the site bitcoin well i guess we need to decide though what is bitcoin's birthday is it october 31st when the the white paper was born or is it when the chain was born i say you put out a tweet with a poll oh good one yes and and you'll see i'll retweet it i'll I'll get some other people to retweet it as well we'll we'll put it in the uh uh, what's it called in the uh the bitcoin plebes uh telegram chat the uh the, the bitcoin the taco Bitcoin plebes also. So that's perfect because right now, if you want to look at it, like it's um, the 31st of October, Bitcoin is a Scorpio. But we might want to change that, you know? Right. So, <laughs> yeah, we think you just, we kind of got to get the feel like of, okay, which one is really your birthday? And yes, that will go on the website. And, um, you know, I'll share that cool as well. So I'm going to, so, I'll put a link to your website in the show notes and, uh, and I'll send you the uh, the link to the uh, the YouTube videos. So, uh, Bitcoin Mel, it was uh, it was awesome to chat with you. Thank, thank you, you so much. So much. I, this has been I. This is I, cool. Thank you. I, I really appreciate you giving me my first opportunity, and uh, hopefully, I didn't disappoint. No, you know what? Thank you so much. Um, I, I just uh, for me, it's it's always amazing to uh, you know to get to hear these awesome stories and to actually, you know get to see how how alike we all really are you know so thank you yeah it's very true
Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. So I hope everybody enjoyed that. I, I definitely enjoyed that chat with uh, Bitcoin Mel. I gave her my uh, th th that's my nickname for her. So, anyways, um, yep. Her uh, her details will be in the show notes. If you want to support the show, go over to moetarags.com and click on all collections and then fun with Bitcoin and you can find our merch there. So if you want to reach out to me, you could find me on Twitter or Telegram. I'm at CoinIcarus. If you want to shoot me an email, I'm funwithbitcoin at protonmail.com. Thank you all for listening. Catch you all next time.